Thanks for um, joining us today. So we're in a series right now here at Connect, and it's called In God We Trust. And we've been talking about this. Uh, we started last week. We're going to be talking about it for uh, a couple more weeks. Um, because really, and, and the folks who got baptized this morning uh, demonstrate that, uh, we believe that there's a, a, a benefit, there's a blessing to putting all of your trust in God. So we've used this phrase, in God we trust, because it's quite a famous phrase. If you have cash in your pockets this morning, if you still carry that thing, cash, um, dollar bills or coins, right on every single one of them is written that phrase, in God we trust. But the reality is, for many of us, even those of us who are followers of Jesus, that that, that can be a difficult phrase at times. We can say, well, yeah, I want to trust God somewhat, or I want to trust God a little bit, or I want to trust Him in this area of my life, but it's very difficult to be able to stand and say, I want to put all of my trust. It's in God that I trust. But I think there's, a, there's actually a freedom. There's, there's something you can experience in life when you give all of your trust to God. We're going to talk a little bit about that here this morning, but this isn't a new idea. No, about... Three, 4,000 years ago, there was a man by the name of Solomon, one of the wisest men ever to have lived. And uh, he actually wrote some of the uh, passages we have in the Old Testament. And one of those sections of writings of his was a book named Proverbs. And listen to what Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. He says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Don't try and figure things out yourself. Seek His will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. So if you trust in God, if you give Him all of your trust, He will show you which path to take. He'll guide you in your life. That's a wonderful promise to be able to read there, but it's kind of difficult because that promise kind of hinges on us being willing to trust God completely. Like I said, that can be difficult, can't it? Especially with things of value, things in our life that that we hold very dearly. So whether it's our money or our possessions or our relationships or our future or our career, you know, those things that are incredibly important, it's difficult to say, okay, God, I'm I'm gonna let go of control of that area of my life and I'm gonna trust you. That's really hard to do. One of the reasons that's hard to do is because many of us have experiences of, of trusting someone with something valuable and maybe being let down. Maybe some of us at times have felt a little bit like Cameron with his dad's Ferrari. You may wonder what I'm talking about. Check out this clip. Wrong. What? Not here. We're not leaving the car here. Why not? Because we're not. I want the car back home where it belongs right now. Come on, let's go. Cameron, what's going to happen to it? It's in a garage. It could get wrecked, stolen, scratched. Listen, will you calm down, please? I'm going to give the guy a fiver to watch it. Listen, uh, I want you to take extra special care of this vehicle. Okay? Hey, no problem. Great. Trust me. Come on. See what a Finsky can do to a guy's attitude? Cameron, come on. 
Now, I know there's probably many of you in the room this morning who have no idea what you just watched. But for those of you who were born in the 1900s, like I was, yeah, you'll know that was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And uh, I can remember watching that movie in England growing up and then arriving one day in Chicago and seeing some of the scenes where Ferris Bueller had been and thinking, this is amazing, I'm in Ferris Bueller's city. But uh, I remembered that clip this week and uh, when I found it, I was amazed because the guy even says, as they hand in the keys, the valet, he's like, trust me. You just knew that was a bad idea. And as you can see from the video, it was a terrible idea. So, so many of us, I'm sure, could tell a story or two this morning about some time where we've trusted someone and they've broken our trust. They've, they've let us down in one way or another. And it's, it's difficult now to continue to trust. And here we are at Connect Church on a Sunday morning speaking about this very idea of trust and saying we should trust God with all of our hearts. You're like, man, that's, that's hard. There are some of us here this morning who are followers of Jesus. We've been following Jesus for a long time and we still have a hard time trusting him with everything. There are still areas of our life that we know where we're still, we just wanna hold on to a little bit tighter than we should. And the idea of giving it completely to God is, is a scary thing. But I know that there could be some people here this morning that you've never made that decision. You've, you've not yet taken that step of faith to say, I want to follow Jesus. I want to be a Jesus follower. And maybe you're here this morning because a friend invited you or you've seen the way that Jesus has changed someone else's life or you, you're here to support someone whose life has been changed, who was baptized, and, and you see something in them and you're drawn to that and you, you almost feel like Jesus is, is, is coming after you. He's, he's knocking on your door, but, but there's still a part of you is like, man, but it's, it's hard for me to, to take that step of faith to trust him completely. Well, I think Jesus understood that. And we're going to see this morning, something we're going to read, that he, he, in talking to some people about 2,000 years ago, he gave some great advice, a, a great principle as to why we can trust him. So we read about this in uh, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew is one of the, the four people who wrote about the life of Jesus. And in this particular portion that we're going to read, it was a time when Jesus was preaching to a large crowd of people we know it now, we, we talk about it now, and we call it the Sermon on the Mount. And it was these three chapters we get to read, and this wonderful teaching, this radical teaching that Jesus was bringing that was very different to what the people had heard taught up to that point. And he talks about trust. He talks about what it looks like to trust God. And it's timeless what he says. Because we're going to find out today, 2021, this is still as relevant to us as it was to those people back then. So he starts out, he's actually talking about money and possessions. And you'll see why in just a second. But in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, Jesus says, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. In fact, a few verses before that, in verse 21, Jesus says, Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So he's addressing this issue that some people, um, if you were to look at their hearts to find out what was the most important thing in their lives, for some, it was money. And this isn't just random. Jesus didn't decide, you know, I think I'm going to talk about money. No, the reason he's talking about it is because at the time, the religious leaders, the, the Pharisees they're called, 
they've kind of got things a bit muddled up. They've got a little bit too caught up in, in money and possessions. And Jesus was correcting God's view on this. We know this because Luke, another one of the guys who wrote about the life of Jesus, when Jesus was talking about this idea of money and not being able to serve both um, money and God at the same time, Luke 16, 14 tells us that the Pharisees who dearly loved their money, they heard all this and scoffed at him. So he had these people who are trying to figure out things of life, things of material possessions, money, and, and the religious leaders, the people who were in charge of the, the church at the time, these are people who loved their money. And Jesus is saying, you can't love both. Now, he wasn't saying it was wrong to have money. He was just challenging the people, saying, listen, when it comes to what's the most important thing in your life, it can only be one. In verse 32, he said, he's, he carries on this thought. He says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. So God is aware of the fact that we have needs this morning. And he's aware of the fact that we need money and jobs to, to meet these needs. In fact, you are very uh, fortunate and blessed this morning to be sat in this, this wonderful building because just a little under three years ago, some people at Connect joined in a um, challenge that we had called Together for Washington. They said, we want to help raise funds so that Connect Church can move into its own permanent location. In two weeks, that whole pledge campaign is going to come to an end. And because of the faithful giving of many, many people over the last almost three years, we get to be here today. So I am thankful that God has blessed some of us with money and I'm thankful that those who have money have been willing to say, I'm willing to, to give when the time is right. But what Jesus is challenging on here, he's saying it's not wrong to possess things, it's wrong for things to possess us. Or to put it another way, we need to learn to trust God more. Trust God more than our bank balance, trust him more than our paycheck, trust him more than the allowance we get from our parents. Trust him more because things will come and things will go. Things will change. The economy may change. Finance may change. But one thing that doesn't change is God and his love for us. If we'll choose to trust him, he'll never, ever change. He'll always be there for us. So knowing that people were having a hard time trusting God, knowing that they were tempted between, do I trust the things I have or do I trust God? Which one should I trust more? Jesus explains why it's safe to trust God more. Now, to put what I'm about to say into perspective, I want you to picture this hillside that Jesus was speaking on. It would have been a hillside in this area called Galilee. It would have looked something like the image on the screen behind me. So here Jesus is standing at this beautiful place. People sat down listening to him teach. And as he's speaking, just picture there are birds in the air, flying above. There's grass and flowers all around. And with this image in your minds, listen to the words of Jesus. That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. People would have looked up and seen the birds overhead. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? 
Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field. Look at these flowers over here. Look at how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Jesus was saying that God has built this principle into creation where he cares for the birds in the air and he feeds them. He cares for the flowers in the field and he, he, he causes them to grow and look incredibly beautiful. And Jesus is saying, and he cares about you so much more than the birds and the flowers. So if he's going to provide for them in the way he provides for them, if he's going to provide such beauty, how much more can we trust him to provide for us? So there is this way to, to conquer this fear that some of us get into of, of trusting God completely. Of giving him just freedom to lead in every area of our life. And Jesus explains what that is in chapter 6, verse 33. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. It's that simple. Jesus is saying, just, here's what trust looks like. You, you, you want to know what in God we trust looks like? You want to know why some of these people chose to get baptized this morning? It's because they made their decision to seek the kingdom of God above all else. I heard a, a great kind of illustration and analogy once that helps describe what that looks like in our lives. And it's this phrase, top button living. Top button living. So when I was in high school, uh, I went to a school in England where we had to wear a school uniform every day. So I had to wear a shirt and tie and dress pants to school every single day. And um, you may be surprised to hear this, but as a teenager, most mornings I was running late in my uh, hurry to get ready for school. So I'd be getting dressed and I'd be throwing my shirt on and um, I'd just try and button up quickly. I'd start somewhere in the middle and I'm in a hurry and I'd get all the way to the top to discover that I had one button and two holes. I'm like, no, and, and it was all off by just one button. So you can't just check. You have to undo every single button and start all over again. It ends up taking you twice as long. But here's the thing when it comes to buttoning a shirt. You're going to learn something new here at church today. If you start with the top button and you get it right, every other button on the way down will find the right hole. If you get the top button right, every other button falls into place. And I think that's what Jesus was talking about here when he said, seek the kingdom of God above all else. He wasn't saying it's wrong to have money or possessions or relationships or a career or a house. or There's nothing wrong with any of those things. But what it looks like to trust God is to say, of all of those things, I'm just gonna make sure that the top button in my life, the place where I'm going to put all of my trust is God. Because I believe if I get the top button right, everything else will be okay. Now, that doesn't mean we won't face difficulties in our time. 
That doesn't mean that when life comes along, there'll be financial difficulties, health difficulties. But I tell you what, when the greatest, when the top button is God, it really makes a difference to everything underneath. It really helps when the greatest thing in your life is God because he'll get you through those difficult times. I loved every story this morning on that video. Jenny's was uh, one of my favorites. She was the gal at the end and she talked about how she's kind of had this, this um, change in thinking over the last year where, where really what she was saying about was putting Jesus as more of a priority in her life. It was, it was almost like she was saying, well, he used to be one of the buttons, but just over the last year, I've moved him to be the top button. He's the most important thing. Everything I do in life now goes through that relationship with him. And because of that, I wanna be baptized this morning and I think that's what he's asking of us this morning would you be willing to to make him the the top button in your life to move him to that place of trust and say Jesus I want you to guide me to lead me to be the most important thing in my life Solomon said didn't he trust in the Lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do. Put him at the top. Seek his will in all that you do. And he will show you which path to take. Everything else will fall into place. Let's pray. Father, thanks so much for a great morning to be able to come and celebrate the change you've made in the lives of the folks who got baptized this morning. Thank you, Lord, for friends and family and loved ones who have come along to cheer on their uh, friends and relatives who got baptized this morning. God, I pray that um, every one of us would be uh, bold enough to take that step of faith to trust you with more in our lives but especially those, Lord, who are here this morning who have yet to take that first step, who have never made that decision and said, Jesus, I want you in my life. Lord, I pray that that very first step of faith would happen today. They would pray that prayer. Maybe they would tell that friend who was baptized, that friend who invited them this morning, I wanna know what it's like to follow Jesus. I wanna, I wanna trust him with more in my life. I wanna experience what you've experienced in your life. Because that's the beginning of a great journey, Lord, of trusting you with more and more. And I think, Lord, every one of us who are here this morning, who have been following you for a long time, can honestly say as we look back over our lives that it hasn't always been easy to trust God with all that we have. But that you've never let us down. You've always been there for us. Keeping you as that top button has really helped to make everything else stay in place. Help us to continue to do that, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.